Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Hey, this is DeRay, and welcome to Bate of the People. This is a bonus episode specifically in response to the election of Doug Jones in Alabama. I'm talking to Tom Perez, the chair of the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, because I wanted to get his thoughts on what happened in this last election, what the party's doing to help candidates, and what we can learn from this moving forward. I wanted to use Alabama uh, to make sure we sent a very clear message Uh, to African-American communities that uh, we know we have fallen short as a party in the past. Uh, we've taken you for granted. Uh, we ha- we we show up at the at the church every fourth October, uh, but we've got to be there and making a meaningful difference every single day. Let's go. Tom, thanks so much for joining us on Pod Save the People. Hey, it's great to be with you and your listeners, Dre. Now, as the chair of the DNC, uh, the DNC historically has gotten a lot of flack for not being involved in sort of on the ground races, for not taking black voters seriously. Wanted to talk to you about Alabama because it's a special part about Alabama. I wanted to start, though, with your time at the DOJ in the Shelby case. Can you talk about uh, your involvement with that and how that might have influenced the way you think about voting? Sure. Well, I've, I've spent a lot of time in Alabama over the course of my career as a civil rights lawyer. And frankly, Alabama was a full employment act for civil rights lawyers. They, uh, their voter ID law was one of the most, uh, restrictive in the country. And, and the goal of it was not subtle. It was to make it harder for people of color, uh, to vote. Uh, and, uh, the Shelby County case, which for your listeners, uh, that was the case in which the United States Supreme Court in 2013, uh, struck down the heart of the Voting Rights Act. Uh, and, uh, and it gave a permission slip for, uh, states like Alabama to do terrible things on voting. Uh, the voter ID law uh, that uh, Texas and Alabama and other places uh, passed would never have been allowed uh, if uh, Section 5 approval was still required. Uh, the in, in Arizona, after the Shelby case, uh, they dramatically cut down the number of polling places, not surprisingly, uh, in communities of color. In the 2016 primary, there was a debacle as a result of that. If Section 5 were still around, uh, that would not have happened because we wouldn't have allowed it to happen. So these issues for me are, are very, very personal. And that's why DeRay, we invested almost a million dollars in Alabama because I've known Doug Jones since uh, we worked together in the Clinton Justice Department doing civil rights work. And Alabama is kind of ground zero for a lot of this civil rights work. And I wanted to make sure that uh, we uh, left it all on the table. And uh, that's exactly what we did there. And I I couldn't be more thrilled, uh, not just for Doug, but for the people of Alabama uh, who deserve leadership that's fighting for them. I didn't know that you knew Doug Jones for a long time. That's oh, interesting. Doug, uh, I, I, let me, if I could just take a moment to talk to your listeners about the Doug <laughs> I know, because Doug is uh, the real deal. Uh, when, we, we, when we were together, um, there was a what we call the cold case unit in the um, Justice Department. It was a unit that investigated legacy civil rights crimes. 
when I came back in 2009, one of the cases that we uh, worked on, and I, I personally went down to Mississippi to see if we could find enough evidence, was uh, the Mississippi burning, uh, you know, the killing of the three uh, civil rights uh, workers. And we weren't able to um, get enough evidence in that case. But uh, Doug was able, uh, working with uh, a bunch of federal law enforcement, to uncover sufficient evidence to prosecute um, two men who had literally gotten away with murder for decades. Uh, people often say Doug Jones's office prosecuted uh, this second chapter of the 16th Street bombing. And I correct people when I hear that. Doug Jones personally prosecuted that case. And uh, justice was undeniably delayed for the victims and their families, but uh, it wasn't denied. And that's the Doug Jones I know. He is uh, a person who is a person of faith, who puts his faith into action every day. He believes that uh, everybody who works a full-time job should be able to live a stress-free life. He, he believes that uh, you know racial justice can never be realized in America until we understand our, our history of discrimination and live the values of inclusion every single day. Uh, he understands that we should be building um, more schools and not more prisons. And uh, those are the things he's worked on. And that's why uh, I was honored to to work with him. And and what I'm most proud of at the DNC, uh, DeRay, is not simply that we invested uh, this amount of money, but we got in very, very early. We got in well before anyone knew, frankly, who Doug Jones was. Uh, we got in when uh, you know, the money wasn't rolling in for him. Um, and that was when it was most important because I've always believed in Doug and I, I, I firmly believe that Democrats can win in every single state. And I wanted to uh, use Alabama uh, to make sure we sent a very clear message uh, to African-American communities that uh, we know we have fallen short as a party in the past. Uh, we've taken you for granted. Uh, we ha- we we show up at the at the church every fourth October, uh, but we've got to be there and making a meaningful difference every single day. And I wanted to make sure, uh, as DNC chair, and as as frankly someone uh, who will always self-identify as a civil rights lawyer and a labor activist, I wanted to make sure we put those values into action in Alabama and everywhere else. And I'm I'm proud of the work we did, but I'm much more proud of. Uh, the voters of Alabama, uh, who sent a message that uh, it isn't about right versus left, it's about right versus wrong. Now, when you say the DNC invested a million dollars, what was that investment in? Like, can you help people understand like what that actually meant? Was it canvassers? Was it ads? Was it mailings? Was it all of the above? Was it something we don't know? Sure. No, it was all of the above and then some. I mean, we, you know, again, Alabama hasn't uh, sent a Democrat uh, statewide in uh, over a quarter century. And so uh, what we did was, uh, you know, we invested uh, big time in Alabama. And uh, the, the, the investments were all about uh, making sure that we mobilized and organized in the African-American community, organized and mobilized with millennials and faith leaders. And, uh, and one thing we did was we did it quietly, but we did it unmistakably. Uh, I learned from my trials down in Alabama that, uh, people from Washington shouldn't walk in there in a conspicuous way, uh, pretending that they're in charge. Uh, team Jones was in charge, and our goal was to help him. And uh, we had a spectacular team. Our our director of African American Outreach is a wonderful leader, uh, Wakinia Clanton. 
And uh, she was, uh, w- one of the things we, we do um, under Joaquina's leadership is we make sure that we are listening to folks in the front line. So uh, we worked very closely with faith leaders in Alabama, with local elected officials, with Terry Sewell, who's a wonderful congresswoman uh, from Alabama. Uh, we made sure that we understood what they uh, what they needed, and we worked with the campaign to figure out where were the holes. And so, here's what we did: you know, we placed organizers um, on the ground, and and all of our organizers were from the community. Uh, we had about 30 staff on the ground. Every organizer we had uh, was an organizer of the community because I am a big believer in homegrown organizers. And one of the things that's great about that is these are organizers who are um, after the campaign is over. They go right back into their communities, and we're going to continue to use them uh, so that we can win even more. So we had organizers on the ground. Uh, We worked very closely uh, with, uh, again, uh, uh, student mobilizers on campuses because uh, there's 24, 25 colleges where we had real opportunities. We were a heavy presence in Alabama uh, A&M, for instance, because there was real opportunity there. We invested in um, um, African-American consultants who helped us uh, do an even better job and know know the community. So, for instance, a woman named Sheila Tyson of STD Consulting, uh, she's from Birmingham. She knows Birmingham. And for your listeners, uh, Birmingham and the, um, the broader area in Jefferson County, Alabama, that is the, that's a real voter-rich uh, community. And so uh, she led African-American women outreach and mobilization there. We hired another uh, uh, consultant, uh, Antoine uh, and Matthew Seawright, to lead the um, uh, mobilization in faith communities uh, in, the, uh, in the Black Belt region. Uh, we hired another guy, uh, uh, Patrick Grayson of uh, Ecologic, to help drive turnout in northern Alabama, um, the Huntsville region has some real opportunities there. And uh, we deployed a lot of technology. Uh, we run this um, uh, SMS texting program because, as you know, DeRay, you know, today's generation, uh, you, you consume your news on uh, your smartphone. Uh, we need to communicate with uh, everyone on the smartphones. And we actually texted over a million voters. And... Um, uh, just about every African American who was an eligible voter who has a cell phone uh, got at least one text that was initiated uh, from the DNC. It was a really important tool, and so uh, we put all these tools to bear, and, and we did a lot of door knocking, uh, and all those uh, very, very important but uh, below the radar screen things that are the keys to success, and that's. Um, that's why I'm proud to have played a role. But uh, the most important person was Doug Jones and uh, and the voters of uh, of Alabama who understood that uh, uh, Doug is uh, you know working for them. And uh, Roy Moore just wants to fight culture wars. And what did you think about the exit polling that showed that black black men and women voted overwhelmingly for Doug, and and white women and men voted overwhelmingly for um, for Roy Moore? What did you make of that? Well, the African-American, I mean, the Alabama uh, results are, again, another illustration of uh, the fact that uh, African-American women are the backbone of the Democratic Party. I mean, uh, 
98% of African-American women were, were for Doug. I think it was 93% of uh, African-American men were for Doug. Uh, Doug Jones outperformed uh, Barack Obama with African-American voters. I never thought that could happen. That exceeded my expectations. And that is a remarkable tribute. Uh, Doug Jones won women by 16 or 17%. And uh, that is on the strength of, uh, of African-American women. Uh, so that is remarkable. African-American women, you know, made up 17% of the electorate. So that is, uh, again, what it illustrates to me is uh, we must, and, and, and we did this in Virginia where we did a lot of outreach in African-American communities, not just to help Ralph Northam, but helping uh, people running for the uh, House of Delegates, uh, we, we, and we worked with uh, consultants from the African-American community who know how to uh, mobilize and win, and, uh, and we were very successful in Virginia. Uh, just last week in Atlanta, uh, we helped Keisha Lance Bottoms become uh, the next mayor of Atlanta, and we did a lot of targeted outreach there. Uh, and uh, that was a big difference maker. And, and we've seen a number of other um, African-Americans win mayoral races. Uh, uh, the new mayor of, um, of Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, is a spectacular person. And, and we were really uh, uh, honored to help Vi uh, win that race. And so we've got to keep investing. And we have to understand as a party that uh, uh, the African-American community is uh, a linchpin to our success. And, and again, I, I, I reiterate what I said earlier, which is it was abundantly clear to me uh, that um, we fell short in our outreach and engagement in not just the African-American community, but other communities of color. And uh, we've, we just all too frequently took these communities for granted. And that's a shame on us moment. And that's something that from the moment I've gotten here, uh, we have work to change, and we've got to earn tre- people's trust back, and we've got to make sure we organize early, organize everywhere, and we've got to, as importantly as ever, we've got to fight for the things that matter in communities, and that's why fighting for health care, fighting for good jobs, fighting for civil rights fairness, fighting for inclusion, that's what we've got to do. That, that's been my career, DeRay, and, um, and that's what I'm trying to do here uh, at the DNC is to make sure we're uh, electing Democrats so that we can continue uh, to put those values into action. Hey, you're listening to Pod Save the People. Don't go anywhere. There's more to come. In the decades before the Civil War, slavery's grip on America tightened. But soon, a diverse group of abolitionists, both black and white, began to construct a clandestine path to freedom for the enslaved. Hosted by Lindsey Graham, Wondery's podcast, American History Tellers, takes you to the events, times, and people that shaped America and Americans, our values, our struggles, and our dreams. In the latest series, American History Tellers explores the Underground Railroad, a covert network of secret routes and safe houses operated by men and women committed to helping enslaved people escape bondage in the South. 
Fugitive slaves and anyone helping them face terrible violence and even death if caught. But for those brave enough to risk the journey, the Underground Railroad offered a path to the northern states and Canada where their freedom was assured. Follow American History Tellers on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge this season's American History Tellers, the Underground Railroad, early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what's the first thing that you'd do if you had a ton of extra time in a day? Maybe I take a nap, go for a run, talk to some friends. Now, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Now, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, help you process the world around you, help you think through the most important things, how you spend your time, where you spend your energy, especially your emotional energy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash people. What do you say to people who say that the DNC is taking black voters for granted, didn't really show up in Alabama until too late, and that it just pays lip service to black communities and doesn't actually do the work? What do you say to those people? Well, if you look at what we did, I'd just ask them to look at what we did in Alabama. You know, we were one of the earliest entities in there. We understood, again, I, and I, I got in there early because I've known Doug for 20 years, and I also know Alabama. Um, I have faith in the Alabama voters. I think there are so many voters in Alabama who understand that I want to uh, look forward. I, I want an Alabama that uh, isn't perceived as a backwater. Uh, the days of George Wallace should be in the history books. And uh, Roy Moore was trying to uh, put them into today's news. And I understood that uh, we could win in Alabama, but we had to get out there and organize. And, and because Democrats had lost so many races for so many years, our organizing infrastructure, the party infrastructure, um, you know, wasn't where it needed to be. And, uh, 
And that's why we got in. We were in well before the end of the uh, Republican primary, and it wasn't going to matter uh, who won the primary for us. Was I rooting for Roy Moore to win the Republican primary? Yeah, I was, because I thought he would be the best candidate to beat in the general election. But I thought Doug Jones could compete with anyone who won in that Republican primary. And I wanted to make sure that we connected early and often with African-American voters and told them and, and proved to them and earn their uh, trust and their support. And that's what we did there. That's what we did in Virginia. That's what we've done in mayor's races across the country. And that's what the new DNC is about, uh, taking no one for granted, engaging people in every zip code, making sure we lead with our values. We've got work to do. Uh, I understand that. But uh, if you look at the results and you look at what we have done uh, in uh, 2017, uh, I think we've made some real progress. Are there any elections coming up that we should be paying attention to? Uh, well, 2018 obviously has tremendous opportunities uh, in the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, governor's races, um, a number of critical state legislatures that are in play. Uh, I think the challenge for us is that uh, we need to take what we've seen, take this energy that's out there, uh, take the model that we've put in place. And our model is simple. Um, field great candidates, organize, organize early, organize everywhere, uh, use technology to our advantage to connect with voters and, and to work with our friends in the ecosystem, that indivisible chapter that might not have a chief technology officer. We've been working with chapters so that we can help them uh, get out the vote. And when we lead with our values, uh, I think we can succeed everywhere. And so uh, there's a lot of opportunity. And and I, I come to you today uh, with optimism because we've seen that we, um, we there's energy out there and we've been able to translate it. And the we is not just the DNC. The we is everybody working together. Uh, when we're united, DeRay, we are at our best. And we saw that in Virginia. We saw it in um, in Alabama. And, and unity doesn't mean unanimity. It doesn't mean we have to agree on every single issue, because we're not. But I, what I think unity uh, underscores is that, uh, that, that understanding that uh, what unites us far exceeds what our differences are. And, and when we understand and internalize that and live that, that's how we win, because uh, uh, I'm seeing the energy everywhere, and I'm confident that we can scale it up next year. And we're going to continue to organize uh, and mobilize in in communities and build on the success that we saw in Alabama and Virginia and take it elsewhere. And how can people stay tuned with what the DNC is doing or how can they get involved? How can they volunteer or make phone calls or whatever? Democrats.org, www.democrats.org. Uh, our volunteer pool has increased uh, substantially. We uh, in Virginia, uh, just by way of example, uh, we ran what's called the Out of the Commonwealth Program. We mobilized uh, all, all the efforts from out of state uh, to help uh, people up and down the ticket in uh, Virginia to win. So we had uh, students on 60 different campuses doing phone banking. Uh, we had uh, buses coming in every weekend. Uh, and now in the months ahead, uh, we need volunteers to help with uh, voter registration efforts. We need volunteers. Uh, there's still a few special elections. There's a special election coming up uh, in um, early 2018, uh, uh, for instance, in um, western Pennsylvania, uh, House District 18, I believe it is. 
uh, to uh, replace a member of Congress, a Republican who uh, resigned after a scandal. Uh, we have an opportunity there. So if your listeners are in Pennsylvania uh, and want to get engaged there, a uh, real opportunity there. So uh, www.democrats.org. Uh, we welcome uh, not only your volunteer uh, help, but we also welcome your input because uh, we want to make sure that we're working for you. We want to make sure we're putting our best foot forward and we want to know uh, what people think. And where can people go to follow you? Are you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? All uh, at Tom Perez. Uh, Twitter, uh, very easy to do. And uh, look forward to it. The list has been growing. I love it. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm humbled by that. And we really, again, I, um, one of the things I've learned from my jobs over the years, uh, DeRay, is that uh, uh, good leaders must be good listeners. And uh, I hope... Uh, and and I, I feel like um, I've learned so much from uh, the outreach I've done this year. And we've had some uh, challenging conversations, uh, but they're conversations that needed to happen because we had fallen short in so many ways. And I want to make sure that uh, people uh, understand that, uh, you know, we're here to serve and we're here to learn and we're here to make sure we win <laughs> and uh, we want to win together. Perfect. Now, the last question will be, you know, there's so many people who feel like they have made calls, they've canvassed, they've been to protests, and nothing has changed. That they, They're people who feel like hope is waning in these moments. What do you say to those people? Oh, I feel like we are turning a corner here. I say, look at the results in uh, 2017, and not just in Alabama earlier this week, but look at Virginia and New Jersey uh, earlier in November. Uh, look at all these mayor's races um uh, around the country, quite frankly, not just Atlanta, Charlotte, uh, but, um, you know, in, in rural Montana, uh, uh, African-American was elected mayor uh, in uh, a city there. Uh, I look at state uh, races. We've, we have uh, flipped over 30 seats in state special elections in beat red territories and elsewhere from red to blue. Uh, I feel like we are turning a corner. People have awakened and said very clearly, uh, democracy will no longer be a spectator sport for me. They're getting involved. Uh, this is not the first time in our nation's journey to form a more perfect union that uh, we have been confronted with uh, uh, forces like Donald Trump who want to divide America, uh, who want to put the fear of God into people. And um, every other time this has happened, uh, the way we have turned this around is through uh, that most important word in a democracy, and it's a simple two-letter word, we, we the people. It's what enabled us uh, you know, to win the civil rights struggle. It's what enabled us to win uh, the the struggle uh, for the right to vote, the, the suffragette movement, uh, Stonewall, uh, everything we have fought for in this country, we've had to fight hard, and it hasn't always been linear. The shortest distance theory takes a beating. Uh, but uh, and And quite frankly, Donald Trump wants people to cower in a corner and to give up. And what I've seen across America is exactly the opposite. People who are energized, taking our country back, saying uh, very clearly that our diversity is exactly what has made America great and what will always make America great. And, uh, and so I'm inspired by this. And my role as head of the Democratic National Committee is to make sure we channel this energy that's out there into concrete victories at the ballot box. I feel like we've made real progress in 2017. 
but uh, we've got a tall mountain still to climb, and uh, the summit is not yet in sight. But uh, I think the plan is there to get there. And the plan, the instrumental component uh, of uh, the indispensable component of the plan is uh, people listening to this podcast, getting involved and staying involved and uh, doing what John Lewis often said, which is, uh, I'm causing good trouble. I'm building a more perfect union. That's what he did. And uh, that's what we're going to do is build a more perfect union. When we win elections, good things happen to good people. That's why I took this job, because I knew that we could win elections if we led with our values and we organized and we fielded good candidates uh, and we acknowledged our errors so that we could learn from them. And we're doing just that. So get out there, stay engaged, organize, mobilize. That's how we win. Awesome. I appreciate you making time, Tom. And uh, thanks so much. I'll see you out there in the streets. Amen. Thank you. And have a great holiday for everybody. Well, thanks so much for listening to this bonus pod of Pod Save the People. Hope to see you back on Tuesday when the pod regularly drops. Make sure that you tell a friend. Make sure you rate it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you on Tuesday. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.